Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lori Ann Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Lori Ann Rising. And I'm your other host, Uncle Mark Olmstead. Health, wellness, and self-care is definitely on everyone's minds this time of year, and especially this year in particular. So we're exploring a very simple, effective way to take better care of your body every day. Oliver Baker has been the CEO of Hydrolite since 2018, joining the brand after seeing what it had become in Australia. Having worked in the health and wellness space for over 10 years, he loved the idea of improving people's health every day through better hydration solutions. He's married to a Chicago native and has three kids living in San Diego. Welcome, Oliver. Hi, Lorianne. Hi, Uncle Mark. Thank you for having me. Uh, that was a great introduction. Um, so thrilled to be here. Very much a pleasure to have you. And as well as representing alternative health options. I think this is absolutely what's needing to happen. And I'm, I'm look, looking forward to learning more about, uh, about Hydrolyte. Absolutely. And I'm, it's interesting that hydration comes up. I mean, we're, we're in the middle of, of winter, really. And in my mind, anyway, hydration is something you think about more during the summer. So yeah. I'm really curious, like, is hydration itself really that important year round? Yeah, no, it's a, it is an interesting one. And it's one that's widely misunderstood. Um, believe it or not, three out of four adults are dehydrated every day uh, in America. And it's a, it's an alarming statistic. And it's because of the lifestyles we lead. Um, but it's primarily because we don't drink enough water. Um, and that's actually more prevalent in the winter months because it's not hot. We're, we're inside, you know, when we get up in the morning, we get in our cars, we drive to work. Well, we used to do that. Now we just stay at home. Um, and many of us just aren't drinking enough water. Uh, and so that's why we, we all experience the, the symptoms of dehydration every day. And, and you'd be amazed that things that you think are just, oh, I haven't had my coffee yet are actually symptoms of dehydration. So, you know, dry mouth, irritability, lack of energy, you know, morning fog, um, you know, these are all symptoms of dehydration. And, and most of us associate these with being overworked and having kids and too stressed and haven't had enough coffee. For <laughs> <laughs> most of us at three o'clock, when we're a bit tired and a bit irritable and a bit sick of work, uh, we're generally reaching for that third cup of black coffee um, when almost certainly most of us are dehydrated. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's just as important as winter and summer. Um, summer, we're obviously all outside where, uh, we're out there hiking, exercising, having barbecues with our families and friends. We're in hot weather, we're sweating more. And so people are more aware during that time. Um, but, but certainly winter, it's just as important. That is really a totally good sense. reminder for everyone, because I know I don't think about it. I have my water bottle with me all the time, but I forget to drink out of it 
quite often. Yeah. So I know yeah. it's sitting there. <laughs> that's that's, yeah. that's what well, I that's, know. That's why they tell you to drink. They tell you to drink eight glasses worth because uh, your body is not that great at absorbing water. It, it seems like it's not fair, but it's you, you're you're not actually losing eight glasses worth each day. You're you're just not absorbing that much. And that's why products like Hydrolyte are great because they, they help the body um, restore electrolytes and restore fluids faster than water. So when it goes into your body, it triggers a mechanism in the digestive system. The, the lower intestine opens up and the fluids rush into your bloodstream. And that's why you're able to drink less water uh, to, to get hydrated faster. So that's kind of the secret to us and, and why we work so well. And that's why you feel better straight away. Um, nice. That's okay. interesting. So, I mean, that seems to be the the component of drinking more is that you just have to spend more time going to the bathroom. That's and, right. And so, is so what you're saying? It sounds like is that that the body naturally, normally doesn't just absorb that water that you're drinking, then it does go straight to the bladder. That's exactly right. So much of the water is is wasted and. We've all had those days where we think, you know what? I'm going to be like hydrated all day. I'm going to drink 60 ounces today. <laughs> and we, we start doing it and then we go to the toilet every hour. And, and then we either give up on day two or we uh, slow down. Um, so that's exactly right. The, the hydrolyte able is, is enables the body to absorb far more fluids. And the other thing is it, it contains a high level of electrolytes. So your water has no electrolytes in it. Um, mm. And we, we have a, a high electrolyte, low sugar mix. And it's that, that right ratio in the, of, of electrolytes uh, and glucose is what triggers the body to absorb the fluids. Uh, and it's, so it's, it's the electrolytes in that, that actually are connected to brain functioning, right? Is that... Yeah. Is that yeah, le electrolytes are part of, you know, everyday bodily function. It, it does everything. You'd be astonished. If you Google, you know, what do electrolytes do? You'd be like, wow, they do everything. <laughs> and uh -huh. they kind of do, you know, they help with all manner of body functions. So it's, um, you know, when you sweat, that's why your sweat is salty. One of the key electrolytes is salt, sodium. Um, and when you're outside exercising, you know, we all... We've all tasted our sweat once or twice. It tastes salty because you're losing that electrolyte. And that's why it's so important to, to replenish them. And what it doesn't contain those electrolytes. To have lots of chips when you're drinking your water. So you get that salt. Back. Well, you get that salt. That's right. You're, you're hydrating on while you're eating chips. <laughs> for sure. Well, I, yeah, so, so, so there's a, a bit of salt included in the, in the hydrolyte as well as part of There is. There is. It's as, it's as much salt as two pieces of white bread. So it's not a lot. It's all about the right ratio. That, that's the secret science mm -hmm. is having the, the perfect ratio of glucose and electrolytes um, to trigger the body. Yeah, I know one of the things that I noticed on the packaging itself is that it talks about immunity, you know, a, a connection with hydration to immunity. So how, how does being hydrated really help our immune system too? I mean, we're, we're all facing the flu season yeah. and, and the winter months. So 
Yeah, look, that's a, that's a great question. The, the product you're talking about is actually a new product. Uh, and it's, it's everything I just described for hydration, but we've gone and added all these immune boosters. And so um, in addition to the, the glucose and electrolytes formula, we've added uh, vitamin C, elderberry and zinc. They're the, the three key ingredients that have been added. And that allows you to, you know, hydrate and supercharge your immune system at the same time. And that's why it's, you know, in the, the world that we've found ourselves in, in 2020, um, in COVID, we've all obviously become acutely aware of our immune systems. Um, funnily enough, the product was developed a while ago, well before Corona. Um, it was designed for... Um, this is the ironic or funny part. It was designed for frequent business travelers and vacationers because they were the, the two biggest consumers of hydrolyte. And now there's no vacations and now there's no business travel. Um, but of, of course, now we're, we're all really aware of our immune systems every day, not, not in those kind of incidental occasions. So often we think of, you know, vitamin C or other immune products as, um, being cold and flu and seasonal. Um, but of course, now it's turned into an everyday thing. It's really, we're all trying to do our best to say to stay healthy and to stay happy because um, it's a journey being in a, in a COVID world uh, w- with no end in sight. Uh, and so that was the foundation of the product. So we've been lucky enough um, to, you know, that this just launched only a month ago. And so that, that's why you're able to, that's what you're reading about on the pack, that it's, a, a, it's great for hydration and it's, it's an exceptional um, immune booster. Wonderful. Well, that's really good to know. I'm, I'm sorry, the new product you're talking about is the, is the Hydrolyte Plus or is it's that? It's Hydrolyte Plus. Yeah, it's, yeah. A pur- okay. it's purple. Okay. You can't miss it. It's, it's bright purple. It's a very glass right. flavor. The, the reason it's purple is it's got elderberry on it. Um, uh, you guys should do a little feature on elderberry. It's an, it's an extraordinary product um, or an extraordinary ingredient, I should say. It's, it's not a product. It's a natural berry. It's one of the um, highest antioxidant berries you can get, but it has astonishing um, immune effects on the body. Um, the, the number one brand of elderberry is actually, is actually has drug level claims. You know, it can reduce the severity of cold and flu. It can, you know, help with sore throats, can help with nasal congestion, respiratory. It's, um, it's a fun one to Google because you would be amazed by the, the strength of elderberry. Um, I've learned so much about elderberry this year because we were, we were researching the best ingredients that we could put in this. Um, and elderberry on its own is, is something we've been really, you know, proud to put in there because uh, it's, it's expensive and it's high quality um, and it's, it's a fun one. I'd recommend doing a feature on elderberry on its own. It's, uh, it's a wonderful product. That sounds really interesting. I, I actually, I would love to learn more about all kinds of different natural ingredients for various solutions. I mean, it's something that, you know, that that's how we used to operate in the world. And then 
unfortunately, many of, of those who knew we, there was sort of a, you know, the witches got burned sort of thing yeah. and, and culture shifted. So now we're going back. Now we're going back. And, now and we, I, are. we are. I love that. Now, is, is this something, because I'm aware sometimes with certain immunity boosters, you're only supposed to take them for like a week or two at a time and then take a week or two off kind of thing. Yeah. Is this one of those types of, of ingredients or products as well? Or is this something you can just get in the habit of doing all the time every day? Yeah, no, this is definitely a daily one. We, we, the dosage is, is right for, for daily consumption. Um, so we, we, you know, we deliberately kind of set it up that way in terms of the, the strength of formulation, the ingredients we've, we've chosen. So there's, there's nothing that you can, you know, have too much of if you're having it regularly. Um, we, we do say you should only have two a day. Um, that, you know, puts you over the kind of daily limits substantially. You can get a runny tummy from too much vitamin C. Um, Again, you know, high doses of vitamin C, there's incredible compelling research and science, you know, around high dosage of vitamin C in treating all sorts of conditions. Um, so this is, this is as much vitamin C in an emergency. You probably know emergency, the little sachets. So as much of vitamin C is in the main emergency product as well as all those great hydration benefits I talked about. And then elderberry on top of that. So that's why it's... Um, you know, we're really excited about this one and we, we think it tastes great too. My, my daughter, this is a funny story for parents. My daughter hates all the Hydrolyte products. <laughs> she doesn't, she, doesn't, like the, oh, she doesn't like the taste of any of them. And then we uh, brought this one out and she said it tastes like an acai smoothie. So I, um, I almost cried with joy because we, we'd done so much work in putting it together. Um, but, it, but it tastes great too. Well, that's the test, I guess, when you've got yeah. a, a convert right in the house. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's not going to be a, 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 a one you can buy off, you know. I mean, no, <laughs> you get the honest feedback. Everyone at work, of course, is like, yeah, we love it. It tastes great, exactly. you know. Exactly. Your 13-year-old well, daughter will tell you how it really tastes. <laughs> that's awesome. Are there, yeah. And are there any other uh, – a friend of mine – had a kind of uh, additive for, for water that, that didn't taste nearly as, I mean, I didn't have any berry stuff in it. And, and I was just kind of like almost a medicinal type of thing. So, so this is, this is a, a whole different experience, but are there any other, um, uh, I mean, the other similar products on the market, are there the other things that make Hydrolyte Plus different from? Yeah. Honestly, I, I guess I would say the elderberry factor is is the one that is super unique. Where we have not seen anywhere in the world a hydration immunity product containing elderberry. But most people are just trying to get elderberry on their own. You know, again, if you if you punch elderberry into Amazon, there's a hundred choices just for a dose of elderberry. Mm -hmm. So what we thought was cool was to take that hydration benefit that, like I said, is a daily thing that people are suffering from, from dehydration and then to, to add the immune thing. And, and we thought it was going to be, um, you know, we thought it was going to be for frequent travellers. That's where we thought it would work, you know, like airborne. We, we pictured it like airborne and hydrolyte getting combined together. You know, we've, we've, I used mm -hmm. to travel a lot and, and um, 
you find the airborne's in the airports everywhere, and I think airborne's a great product. So we, you know, we wanted to sort of think, well, how do we how do we hydrate and do immune in one? And um, yeah, that's what we that's what we landed on. So the uh, uh, the elderberry is the is the big point of difference. You'll find nothing like that at the moment. I'm sure someone will copy us sooner or later, but right now we're the only ones. Well, and so then the obvious uh, question is, how does the price point compare to some other products that people are used yeah, to? Yeah, very similar, very similar. We're, um, we love kind of thinking about it like how much you pay for a cup of coffee. I don't know what a cup of coffee is in Portland, but a cup Too of much. coffee for me, yeah, <laughs> a, cup of, a cup of coffee for me in Southern California can be over $4. Um, so yeah. we're talking less than a dollar fifty a serve here um, for these products. So if you think about looking after your immune system each day for half the price of a cup of coffee, that's about what what you're looking at. We're always doing deals as well. We've got a deal for Rise and Shine listeners as well. Um, if they go to the Hydrolite website and and go to Rise and Shine. Uh, sorry, there's enter Rise and Shine 20. They'll get 20% off and that'll, that'll bring it down closer to a dollar a serve. Okay. Nice. Well, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Because it, it can be quite intimidating. You know, when you're trying something for the first time, it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, you make that investment and it's 20, 30 bucks that you're spending and it seems like a lot. Um, but I, I always like to think about it in, in terms of cup of coffees. <laughs> I, I reckon I spend a hundred bucks a month on coffee sometimes. So I, uh, I, I could well and truly justify the dollar 50 a day on, on my immune health. Absolutely. Well, that's the foundational for everything else that, that, I mean, especially these days, obviously. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So, Absolutely. And it's a matter of priorities, too. And I think this year in particular and moving forward, people are realizing that their health really is a much bigger priority than we have allowed it to be in years past. I mean, there are those, of course, who have always mm. taken it seriously, but others, I think, are getting much more clear about that. So what a wonderful opportunity. And I love that they're... Yeah convenient and individual packages it's not like you know so you can throw them in a purse and take them with you or pack them in a backpack for a kid to take to school or something if if schools are open for them i guess that would be <laughs> the thing but yeah they, they are easy to carry so they can be on the go or at home and that's that's a really nice feature no, that's right and yeah, look, preventative health is something I've worked in for a long time. And it, um, you know, it was only those who were really engaged in that part of their lives and thinking how they can live their happiest and healthiest self every day. Um, but, but it's now just been thrust into the spotlight of, of everyone, of the entire population of, of maintaining health because mm -hmm. none of us want to, you know, be exposed to this, you know, awful virus and nor do we want our loved ones exposed to it. So we're, we're thinking about preventative measures now every day of our lives. I mean, it's an astonishing change in just the way that, you know, Americans and, and everyone around the world are thinking about um, preventative health. So right. I think it's, um, it's interesting that, you know, even the conversations that I have with people, 
you know, it, they're really excited about, <laughs> about products like this. You know, they actually care. Whereas most of my life, no one really cared. <laughs> when we're, you know, everyone loves to stay healthy and happy, but, you know, we're all out there eating bad food and drinking too much coffee and drinking alcohol and not exercising enough and, you know, not actually doing all the things that are right for our, for our body and mind. Um, but now everyone wants to do it. And so it's, uh, it's actually great. I think it's one of the best things that will come out of COVID will be a, a focus on, on preventative health that won't go away. I think everyone now will be more aware of staying healthy, keeping others healthy, you know, even like staying home when you got a cold. I mean, it used to be a badge of honour if you'd come to work sick. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like nonsense. Yeah, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to stay home unless I was physically unable to get out of bed for some reason kind of thing. Like, nope, That's you're right. going to school. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It's nonsense. It's total nonsense. So mm. that, you know, that will change now. Imagine walking in the middle of 2021 and sneezing all over your coworkers. <laughs> it, they'll be appalled. <laughs> and I think that's a good thing. We need to... We, we need to allow ourselves time to recover, even if it is just a cold, like self-care matters. So I, I love that shift happening. Yeah, we had a, I used to work with a wonderful naturopath in my old business who, who said that a cold or flu was often the body telling you to take some rest. And, you know, it, it often comes from periods of, of um, high stress um, and being run down, that's when your immune system's depleted and that's when your body is susceptible to viruses. And that's when we all, you know, we get sick. And so that, that's a great time for the body to, to rest and sit in bed for two days and get over it properly and not like try and soldier on and get the rest of your office sick. So it's, um, I think that'll be a great outcome from, from COVID is we're all going to think more like that. I think we're, we're more aware of our health. I agree. Absolutely. It's yeah. definitely a long time coming for sure. So I'm, I'm glad to see it. And, you know, we are, we're actually getting close to the end of our time for, for this particular conversation anyway, but I definitely want to make sure that people can learn more, find you and take advantage of that great offer for our listeners. Thank you for that. So um, if you wouldn't mind repeating that and letting us know, like where, where can people yes. find out more? No worries. So yeah, we're, we're at hydrolight.com. It's, it's hydra with an A for Apple and then light like electrolytes. Um, I, uh, I spelt it hydro when I began in the business and, but it's hydrolight.com. And um, at the checkout, if you punch in, um, rise and you guys are, uh, you use a little end, but it's A-N-D, Rise and Shine 20. Um, anyone who's listening to this can get, uh, can get 20% off and that offer will be valid until the end of the year. Awesome. Thank you so much, Oliver. Okay. And just to clarify now, that's spelled H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E.com. That's and it. That's right. it. And, you got it, Uncle Mark. You got it. You got okay. it. <laughs> right. And shine 20. That's yeah. 2-0. Not, not spelled out 20. Two no, that's 2-0. Yeah, good to pick zero. up. Rise, okay. rise and shine 2-0. Okay. 
Um, okay, I just we'll, want to make sure that I get it right when I order. So this is that's this is, right, and we can send you a link so you can drop it into your your show information or email it to your your listeners or however you get it out there. Fabulous, oh, Oliver. Um, Thank you. Welcome, people. Perfect. Yeah, stay happy and healthy this holiday season. That's what it's well, like. and we'll uh, so let's see. And and uh, San Diego is kind of on the route that we're going to be taking and we're heading south. So uh, you know we're we're collecting addresses. Oh, you guys are going to come visit. We'd love yeah. to have you. Yeah, we'll, we'll sit <laughs> outside. We'll, hide the, a lot. we'll, we'll sit outside in the <laughs> yes. truck and do a concert for you or something because we got to keep the social distance there. But yeah, that that yeah, could be fun. Now we're talking. I'll bring my daughter and her friends. They'll love it. Oh, oh that'd be great. Well, thank you <laughs> so much. My Super pleasure. Fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's been a pleasure and um stay happy and healthy throughout the holidays and have a wonderful rest of the year. Absolutely, you. you too. Thank you so much, Oliver. You too. Take yeah, care. we we are going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to be welcoming back an author and author marketing specialist, Lawrence O'Brien, for part two of a part three series on being a successful author. And we're also going to hear a song that both honors our mission as well as the spirit of the season called Lullaby in C. It's being shared with us by Joanna Scudero and was written by her late husband, Ray. She and Ray met in Israel and were married in Cyprus in 2001. He passed away in 2005 after a two and a half year battle with cancer. Ray was dubbed Israel's Folk Poet Laureate by the Israeli folk community. When they met in 2000, he had been a well-known regular on the folk scene for quite some time while she was just starting out. They began performing together shortly after they met. Lullaby and Sea was originally written only in English. The Hebrew translation is by Rahel Jaskow, who is also the beautiful voice you hear with Ray in this recording. So stay tuned after the short break for Lullaby and Sea, right after this. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's Best Indie Book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Laurieann Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit laurieannrising.com. Thank you. 
back. You're listening to Rise and Shine, and that was Lullaby in Sea by Ray Scudero. For those with a tuned ear, you probably noticed it wasn't actually in the key of C, but in A minor, a relative of C. Joanna let us know that was intentional, reflecting a bit of her husband's sense of humor. If you're interested in this song or more music by Ray and Joanna Scudero or Rahel Jaskow, simply Google the names of their albums. Those are Day of Rest, 
with the help of angels and poor working slob. To look up the artists, Google Ray and Joanna Scudero, that's S-C-U-D-E-R-O, or Rahel Jaskow, that's R-A-H-E-L-J-A-S-K-O-W. They are well worth supporting and sharing. Our next guest is back again for part two of a three-part series we're doing on being a successful author. Lawrence O'Brien has had three novels published by HarperCollins. One has been optioned twice to become a movie, and his work has been translated into 10 other languages. His first novel, The Istanbul Puzzle, was shortlisted for Irish Crime Novel of the Year and won the Southern California Writers' Conference Grand Prize. He self-published Social Media is Dynamite for Writers, two additional novels in the puzzle series, and three novels in a series set in the late Roman Empire, starting with the sign of blood about the first Christian emperor. His new thriller series is set in the pandemic. Lawrence also founded the International Dublin Writers' Festival and Books Go Social to help writers connect with readers. Welcome back, Lawrence. Thank you for joining us. Back and hello to everybody listening. So last time you were here, we talked about a lot of the writing process, basically itself and the creativity and all that. This time we want to dive into another fairly important aspect of being a successful author, marketing. And I am very much looking forward to learning from you about uh, how you've been how you've made this side of uh, of being being a successful author actually work. So can an author really make a living selling books? Yeah, that's a great question. Can an author make a living? Well, authors have always struggled making a living, and we've often had to rely on publishers, uh, many of whom didn't pay us that well anyway. So uh, authors can. We are entering a new age for authors. This is an age of opportunity. The internet in particular has given us this opportunity. And I believe that in this decade in particular, there's going to be amazing opportunities for authors. As soon as we get out of this pandemic, if you think about 100 years ago, we had the jazz age. We had amazing authors, F. Scott Fitzgerald, we had the great Gatsby coming out, we had Ernest Hemingway and a whole series of others who were part of the jazz age, who were this outflowing of culture. After everyone's locked down, you can imagine 100 years ago, we all had this all over the world. The great flu pandemic, I think we know what that's about now. And so they came out of it and then they had this big outpouring and everybody wanted to go off and party and then write stuff and do things. So I think we're in a period of real opportunity. So a part of that is that Amazon is now paying authors directly, uh, paying authors directly every month. Now I've got to tell you, every month is a great deal because if you're published by a traditional publisher, they pay you every six months. And that's like a Victorian era thing, you know, or, you know, something from the civil war when they used to pay people every six months, you know, pay the officers their salaries every six months. But we know we need to pay our utilities. We need to pay stuff every month. We need to get groceries. You need to go to the store every, every week, you know? So Amazon pays us every month. And there are authors, there are lots of authors earning over $100,000 a year. Now, $100,000 a year, I don't know about you, but I think $100,000 a year is a pretty good deal. 
So Amazon, uh, two years ago, Jeff Bezos said they were paying over a thousand authors, a hundred thousand dollars a year. So that's self-published authors on Amazon earning over $100,000. So to answer your question, the answer is yes. And the opportunity is getting bigger. Uh, there's a huge number of people who want to read books and they want to read different books. They don't want to read the ones that they choose over in Manhattan or London. They want to use, read books, new voices, different ideas. So that people want to read about things and there's a lot of reading going on now. So yes, yes, and yes is my answer to that question. That's exciting to hear. So, the The trick though, I guess in my mind is like, obviously that's probably not the level of a first time author with a first book is going to reach. So is there sort of a tipping point? Like how many books does an author need to come out with to build up that kind of momentum and readership to, to reach the livability level, I guess. Unfortunately. Okay. This is the hard part. Unfortunately, like most things in life, you get out what you put in. There is no easy door. You can just go straight in, write a book and make 100,000 the next, you know, start on uh, making that in the next few months. No, it takes time. You've got to learn. The first thing is you've got to craft your story. So it all starts like everything in marketing. It starts with the product. And the product in this case is a great story or a great book about whatever subject you want to write about. So that's what it starts with. And marketing traditionally had the four P's and one of those is product. So understanding that you've got to have a great product, a really good book. So you start with deciding what are you going to write? And there's a whole theory now about writing to market. Writing to market is the idea of writing a book that you think will sell, that's currently selling, the type of books that are selling. So what are selling? What is selling right now? Science fiction is selling, fantasy is selling, thrillers and mystery books are selling, romance books, they are, that's like the number one category. There's lots of those and there's lots of different genres in romance. But you've got to write what you like, so what you enjoy reading. So you think, if you like reading romance, if you like reading thrillers, if you like reading um, other sorts of books, whatever you like reading, think about, okay, could I write something like that? Could I write a good book? Could I make it? Could I use editors to make it better? And then you've got your product right. So it, this is not an easy road, but I have to tell you, it's a very enjoyable road. So the road is long and the road is difficult, but there are great people to meet on the way and it is a real fun journey. It's about creativity. So you move forward from creating a great book to deciding, are you going to be able to market it? And then there is a, there's a ton of resources online. There are some training courses at Books Go Social. We do a, a stream of free training courses on the basics of digital marketing. And anyone listening to this can have those courses free. And afterwards, you can unsubscribe from our list so you never hear from us again. So you can have those courses free, no catch, except to occasionally we'll email you, but you can unsubscribe anytime. That's over $600. That's most of a diploma in digital marketing, which I taught for three years at a college here in Dublin. And that's free to any writer who wants to learn about the basics of digital marketing. So I'm not going to go into the individual elements, but yes, you can use Twitter, you can use a blog, you can use Facebook organic. 
and you can use email marketing. All, all of those are explained in the free training at booksgosocial.com. You can go there, find an email address, email us, admin at booksgosocial.com and say, where's that free training I was promised? And you'll get it. <laughs> okay, you'll hear from me. <laughs> and, I, and I can vouch for you because I think that's where I came across your information originally and got on your list and things have just kind of grown from there. So I, it, it's, it is great material. I think I need to circle back around on it too and, and go back through it. So yeah, it's, it's awesome stuff. So what, what are some of the common myths or mistakes that get in an author's way when it comes to marketing? Well, the old idea of selling books was that you had to sell really quickly at the beginning. There was this launch thing. And books, when, you, when publishers put books into bookstores, they had a shelf life, which was similar to coffee or tea which is like six or eight weeks before they were rotated out and turned into asphalt and put it underneath <laughs> our highways. And seriously, they, they've been doing that for like, for like decades. You know, they take all the books back and they grind them up and they put it under the... I just got to believe it. Some of, the highways are, some of the highways are built on paperback oh. books that no one would want to read. So, okay, uh. so... I did not but know that. That is, that is amazing. Oh, not, look, not at rem, that look what they do with remaindered books. So those, that era is changing. You don't have to sell big in the first few weeks. You can now go on a slowly uplifting trajectory where you're starting to build relationships. You build, you find people. Reviews are really important, particularly on Amazon, where most of the book sales are now. So you want to get reader reviews, but you don't have to feel down because my book didn't sell in the first you know, two weeks or the first month, because six months or a year from now, and there's suddenly 20 good reviews and it could start selling and people start finding it. So the whole model has been upturned, right? You can get a book up there on Amazon, make sure it's got a great cover. So part of the product thing as well as as well as making sure you've got a good the, the writing itself is good you've got to make sure it it really looks good that's presentation it's got to have a good cover but when you get your book up on amazon you want to get reviews and the sales can build over time so that's one of the myths that you have to sell big in the first the first weeks or months and the second one is about reader reviews. You do really need reader reviews and they won't come from your family or your friends. Okay. They'll be saying, they'll be scratching their heads and saying, what is the, why, why do they write a book at all? You know, who do they think they are writing a book? Don't worry about your family and friends. You've got to go out to other people. You're forced, you're almost forced now as an author to build community. Okay. That means find groups online or go to your local library, find other writers or readers and connect with other people. So that's, and a second big myth is about the ivory tower author that you've got to sit in your cabin in the woods and not connect with anyone. Sorry, these days it's all about connecting. It's all about being social. Now I don't care if it means going to your library and finding the group and, you know, asking the librarian, you know, other writers groups in this town and, connecting with them and then talking to them about other readers who might be interested. So don't rely on your family to review your book. In fact, Amazon will prevent anyone from your house reviewing your book. They have a way of doing that. You're all on the same IP address. So they have a way of preventing that. So don't rely on your family. 
and even some of your friends, you know, who say also scratch their heads and say, what are they doing writing a book? Go out there into the world, take your book out. You know, it, I'm reminded the stories about Stephen King who had to drive around. So in the 70s, I think it was, he had to drive around bookstores and putting his books into bookstores. He did that all over the state where he was living to find people. So it's the same thing. You've got to push yourself a little bit to go out and be social. So those are a couple of the major myths about marketing. Wow. Well, and when actually should an author start marketing their, their work? Ah, that's, uh, that's another. When you, feel, when you feel up to it, okay, I'm not forcing people, you know, you can't be forced. If you're really not up to it and you're not ready, you know, you can't be forced. So if you can get out there before you publish your book, good. If you can start making some connections, put up a blog. Please don't worry about a website. It's all about a blog these days. Why? Because blogs have new content going up. So people will go back to a blog. Once you've been to a website, you know, why do you need to go back again? Uh, so it's about a blog. Think about a blog if you can write one. Or if you're into something that is visual, you know, think about Pinterest or Instagram. But think about something before you uh, have finished your book. Think about something that suits you, that you're happy with doing. So you don't have to do things that you're not happy with. You want to make sure that you're comfortable with whatever you're doing. So you start something before your book is published and then you take it slowly, step by step after that. You start learning about marketing, do a little bit. So it doesn't take over your life. It's just like, okay, I'll do 15 minutes, half an hour a day. And this is a chore that you have to do, that you have to get some marketing done. And so those are the steps that you, you would take to make sure you're doing some marketing for your book. So it sounds like it's really more about you know the the I, the image that's coming to mind is the the tortoise and the hare. You know, it, it's not launching out of the gate and running around and doing everything and see if you can get results yesterday. It's an ongoing step by step marathon that once you start, you just you keep at it. You don't stop, and it grows and builds momentum. Is that? Yeah, that's a very good analogy. Yeah, so it is. So we are, I am the tortoise, okay? I was kind of, I am the proverbial tortoise, okay? So it take, you know, it took me 10 years to get published and now I'm doing the marketing and doing my own for another 10 years and it takes years. And, but I'd rather be on the tortoise's um, journey, you know, and to get to the winning line and achieve something uh, than be the hare who thinks, uh, who thinks they've got everything uh, and then... Uh, goes to sleep and loses everything so uh, yes that's a great analogy uh, books go social is the tortoise uh, company helping everybody who just wants to keep going to plot along to have a dream to have a vision something somewhere where they can go and who doesn't give up and that's really what's nice about the tortoise is it doesn't give up you know it just keeps going slogging on so that's the message right don't give up keep going forget about all those other hair characters you know who think they're wonderful you know in their shiny suits you know in their shiny cars just keep plodding on and you never know what's going to happen in the future if you're the one who doesn't give up and that's really one of the keys about marketing is don't give up and it's the people who don't give up who just keep going who defy all the people who said i had people who said to my wife they said 
he's a dreamer, you know, he's crazy, he'll never be published, right? Really, you know, I could, <laughs> I could tell you, right, there were people who said he's just a dreamer, you know, he'll never be published. And now it's changed my life utterly. So, and, and it's really, I don't think I'm especially talented either, right? But I do know I have one thing, right? Which is that I don't give up. So you don't have to be the most talented, the most brilliant writer, the most brilliant marketer. You know, you don't have to learn everything in a day. You just have to be the one who doesn't give up. And I firmly believe that I'm not, you know, that's, you know, my life is now based around that. So this is, you know, I'm not, I'm not pulling your leg here, okay? And this was something that you started, uh, you said last time, somewhere around the turn of the, around 2000 or? I started writing in 2000. I got 50 pages into my first book. And then I realized I hadn't a clue where it was going, right? So I had to stop that. I had an incident, right? That's all I had. I didn't have a story. I had an incident. So then I had to go and buy some books about how to write a book. Of course, that's the secret, isn't it? You buy books about how to write a book. And I found Saulstein, uh, a great book by Saulstein. He teaches in, he's in California and uh, amazing, uh, you know, how to be a writer and all of that on writing. And I read a whole series of books on writing and slowly it dawned on me. Now, I'm a slow learner, right? So probably some of the listeners here will, will move faster than me, okay? And will learn faster, but do that. Get books, go to your library, get books, how to write a book, you know, how to structure it how to do dialogue, how to have a beginning, a middle, and an end, you know, how to make it mean something, how to make the story mean something, resonate, and read, read the stories that you like and think, can you bring something new to this? Can you, can you make that story, but better? So that's, that's the way to get it done. The other, the other question that I came when you mentioned the five P's, we've heard a couple of them, and I, I wanted to make sure I, I, heard the other three if i don't remember quite accurately what they were you'd you've said presentation and product i believe uh so far the other is uh price and place so price, price and price okay. we usually recommend people put their price at middle tier you know middle level prices not be too cheap uh because people the undervalue you know free books but a lot of people don't read them so middle price not too expensive because a lot of us can't afford, you know, hugely expensive books. You know, we want middle price books and place and um, place. The definition of place is about where you're putting it. So we recommend Amazon. It's the giant, you know, it's like most of the book sales are on Amazon. So that's where the place comes in. So those are that's the traditionally uh, those are the P's, the traditional P's of marketing. OK, but that's four that we had. Right. Did you did you mention did I hear five you said before? Uh, four is enough. Yeah, four is enough. I know that people add people, you know, sometimes you add people, you know, and, and some other elements. Yeah, but four was the tradition, uh, traditional, that was the beginning, four. And some people said it's seven. And okay. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so it just depends on how you want to break it down, it sounds like. Yeah. So if an author is really just starting out, I mean, there are so many, many ways to get things marketed now with all the social media platforms. And I mean, it can get really overwhelming really fast. So what would you recommend might be like the top three most important steps to just get the ball rolling and get started on marketing? 
Amazon advertising, uh, learn Amazon advertising. Uh, there are free courses. Um, there's a Kindlepreneur free course on Amazon advertising. And the problem is there's like over 12 million books on Amazon now. So they're not going to show your book. Uh, the people aren't going to find your book. It's going to languish there and no one's going to find it. Amazon ad advertising now is the core and you should do basic, low cost, not spend a lot of money. And the nice thing we like about Amazon advertising is it doesn't run away with your money. The problem with Facebook advertising is really, it'll run away with your money. Amazon advertising, you can tell it to spend $10 a day and it might spend 50 cents. But that's sort of like it's not going to run away with your money, which is nice. You still have to watch it and be careful, but do some Amazon advertising. And uh, please be in Select, which is the uh, Amazon system, which allows, I don't know if you know, Amazon Prime. You know, there's 150 million people in the United States who are now in Amazon Prime who can read books for free if you're in Kindle Select. And that's a big market that can double your royalties. Uh, so Amazon advertising. And then after that, it's really what fits in with your book. Some people like to do a little bit of Facebook, some people Facebook ads, some people like to do email marketing. Email marketing is really if you're going to do discounted books, you know, it's really for 99 cent books, that sort of thing, or free books, particularly if you've got a series. There's a lot of email marketing firms out there and they'll give you a spike, a short term spike in your sales. But to get longer term sales, Amazon advertising and build up your own email list. So start collecting, make a spreadsheet and put it at the back of your book. If you'd like to, if you'd like to get information on my next book, you know, please join my email list. And Google now have free, um, free forms you can set up on Google so people can sign up and then it goes into a spreadsheet. So you can then email those people and tell them about your new book. So email marketing, set up your own email list, a little bit of Amazon advertising. Twitter, if you like that sort of thing, it doesn't really deliver a lot of sales, but it can work well with a blog. So Twitter and a blog. So you need if you're going to do a blog, you need something like Twitter to tell people about, I've written, just written this post about the civil war, whatever it is your subject is. And people, people then go to your, they'll see that there's a post, some new theory you have about some battle. Then you can, uh, then you, they will go, they'll click that, they'll go, and then they'll read about your theory about the battle. And at the end of the, at the end of the post you put, and you can read my book about this at Amazon, click here. So that's how a blog and Twitter can work well, get people to read about your theory if you've written this book about the Civil War, and then you can pull people over. So that works well together. The blog doesn't really work on its own. You need to have something like Twitter or Facebook to promote the post that you're writing. So those are the basics of uh, book marketing. Fantastic. Oh my goodness. This is awesome. Um, Man, we could, we could keep going on this like well, this all is day, <laughs> but, but we, this is fantastic. So we're, uh, but we're getting near the end of our show for today, but, I, but uh, we want to make sure that listeners know how they can learn more about you and your work. So what is the best way for them to do that? Lawrence? Well, we can see my books, Lawrence O'Brien, on O-B-R-Y-A-N at Amazon, and they can go to booksgosocial.com, find an email address or email admin at booksgosocial.com for those free training courses or to see the type of advertising and marketing programs we do for authors. So it's been great being on the show with both of you. I really love being on the show with both of you, and thank you very much for 
everyone for listening as well. And I hope you've enjoyed it. Well, thank you. It has been fantastic having you on and we're looking forward to part three too. So, you know, I think that's going to be an opportunity for people to ask their questions. And so we'll set that up and you can email us your questions and we'll get Lawrence back on to answer those specifically. Uh, But yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. Thank you very, very much, Lawrence, for being here. And before we go, we want to remind listeners out there that Uncle Mark and I are on a mission to create a world that works for everyone and uplift voices that aren't typically heard. So if you or someone you know is an author like Lawrence, a musician or an innovator who's challenging old paradigms and opening hearts and minds, we want to help you reach our worldwide audience. So visit riseandshineasone.com to learn more. Absolutely. So thank you again for joining us on the show today. Thank you, Lawrence, for for your return. Looking forward to the next round. So just remember that until next week, wherever you are, there's always time for remembering to rise rise and shine. All right. Take care. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining. <laughs>